quiz time again with John on the Ronda. What do the following places have in common? Green Valley Fruit and Veg Shop in Triorchy, Tonapandi Library, the Workers' Gallery in Anasia, and the Ronda Heritage Park in Trehavod. The answer is... Coming up, now just... December's here. The advent calendars are up, the trimmings too perhaps, and we're on the countdown to the big day. Now if you're anything like me, the frantic search for the right gifts has only just begun, if it's begun at all. Well, this Christmas, I'm here to help. It's a bit cheeky of me, I know I shouldn't, but I've got a wonderful suggestion for you. Because the answer to my quiz question is that all those places are stocking the Great Welsh Anti-Novel. The Great Welsh Anti-Novel, published by Cambria Books, C-A-M-B-R-I-A, and written by me, John Geraint. Yes, I know, I'm shameless, aren't I? Self-hype is my middle name. Well, no, that's Geraint, but that's another story. Anyway, the great Welsh anti-novel. It would make a lovely present. It's my tall tale about growing up in the Rhonda, a coming-of-age saga featuring a circle of teenage friends who love each other to bits and are desperate to find ways to put themselves back together again. It's entrancing, moving and genuinely funny, or so said one very, very astute critic. You can buy The Great Welsh Anti-Novel online directly from the publishers at cambriabooks.co.uk or you can buy The Great Welsh Anti-Novel from any good bookshop like the wonderful Storyville Books in Pontypridd. You can buy The Great Welsh Anti-Novel from the Rhonda Heritage Park in Trehavod where my grandfather cut coal when it was Lewis Merthyr Colliery. You can buy it from the Workers' Gallery in Anasia a marvellous exhibition space where every purchase helps to keep creativity flourishing in the community. You can buy the Great Welsh Anti-Novel in branches of Rhonda Cunnantaf Libraries. They have copies for sale, as well as copies to lend. You can even buy it, yes you can, when you pop in for your cabbages and carrots in Green Valley on Triorchy's award-winning High Street. And I'm really chuffed that to date, of them all, Green Valley is the outlet that has sold the most copies. A fruit and veg shop selling quality books. The Great Welsh Anti-Novel reaches parts other works of fiction simply can't. Right here, over the summer, I read some exclusive extracts from The Great Welsh Anti-Novel. It's set in the 1970s and I introduced you to Jack, my 17-year-old alter ego, and to his friends at Porth County School. Jack is a real romantic, obsessed with the valley he's growing up in and its history. We also got to hear about Catherine, the special friend that Jack is trying to decide if he's in love with. 
but in the bits of the novel I read, we never really got to know Catherine properly, and I'd love you to meet her, almost as much as Jack would like to take her on a date. So, as a special seasonal bonus, a free gift for you all, here's another short extract, which ends with Jack and Catherine giving each other special Christmas presents of their own. Catherine Evans. Always Catherine, never Cathy, Cat, Katie or any other cute diminutive. She wasn't that kind of girl, Catherine Evans from Gilvergoch. She shouldn't have been at Porth County at all. Her parents had moved over the mountain from the Rhonda proper, out of its catchment area, the year after she'd passed the eleven plus. They'd left the concretes in Dinas, Rhonda's oldest houses, which were being demolished as slums, for a council house in Gilvach. Was that going up in the world? It wasn't anything special, for sure. But Jack sometimes reckoned that that's what made it special, what made her special. Catherine's reputation as one of the bad girls of the B-form was cemented the night she finished with Gerwin Evans, a handsome, shiny-haired, slightly posh boy from a slightly posh bit of Porth. Two years ahead of them in school, he'd been courting Catherine for a whole term. Evans and Evans were an item. Gerwin rated himself as a ladies' man. He just didn't see his comeuppance coming up. Or falling down, in fact. Spurning a date with Catherine one night, he'd gone drinking in the navel on Pandy Square with a girl his own age. Catherine got to hear of it and rushed there to have it out with him. The steward, spotting trouble, refused to let her in, on the grounds that she wasn't even sixteen. She wasn't then, but when had that ever been a problem? So she climbed in through a window, which gave on to the basement cloakroom. Squeezing through the opening, she lost her grip and tumbled inside. Her fall was broken by the coat rack below. The belt of her coat got tangled up in the pegs, she hung there, upside down, a yard off the ground, screaming. Her voice carried to the bar. The steward rushed down to discover the cause of the disturbance. Gerwin and his drinking partner, recognising her voice, were hot on his heels. Catherine made it crystal clear to them all that she'd broken in solely to speak her mind to her ex-boyfriend and that she never wanted to see him again. Never, ever, Gerwin Evans. Stories like that made Jack certain that Catherine was way out of his league. She could have the pick of the boys in his year or the year above come to that. Why would she bother with him? The rugby boys affirmed, Jack had heard them say it more crudely, that you couldn't fault her appearance, Nature, or artifice, Jack couldn't say which, had made Catherine's eyebrows so fine that they looked like they'd been drawn with a single pencil line. Her eyes were ice-blue, noticeably lovely. Her hair was long and straight and parted off-centre, a la mode. Jack had heard that back in her bad girl's days, Catherine used to head-bang at Judge's Hall, 
bent over and shaking this mane madly from side to side. When she was on form, everyone's attention would be on her. Her voice, normally mezzo-soprano, would go all smoky and deep when she caught a cold or had a drink. Jack considered himself a vocal connoisseur, and Catherine's huskiness was something to savour. Slowly, he'd begun to find more and more in Catherine Evans, to find she occupied more and more of his thinking time, and slowly he began to allow himself to hope, to think, to dream that she might be falling into his orbit, as he was into hers. They were great friends, but almost without realising it, he'd started to plot a way towards a day when they might become more than that. But the more Jack imagined himself inching towards her, coming closer and closer again, until it felt like some invisible force was willing something to happen between them, the more he seemed to focus, not on the distance they'd travelled, but on the impossible final step, the unbridged chasm that remained. Jack found himself becalmed, unwilling to put at jeopardy this precious friendship and all its intimacies, by making a false move, by declaring his heart's truth, even to himself. So it had gone on, all autumn, into winter, at Christmas, when all the friends agreed that, although nobody had any cash to spare, they'd swap small presents. Jack and Catherine had splashed out on LPs for each other. He'd given her Carol King's tapestry. On Christmas Day, after the well-meant, ill-judged family present, what after all does an auntie buy for a boy who's going on seventeen? He found himself unwrapping Don McLean's American Pie from her. As an exchange of tokens, the subtext couldn't have been clearer. In the Ronda in 1973, <laughs> Proposals of marriage had been made, less obviously. The great Welsh anti-novel by me, John Geraint, is published by Cambria Books. C-A-M-B-R-I-A. If you want to buy it as a Christmas present for someone, or just for yourself, it's available from cambriabooks.co.uk. You can also get it from all good bookshops and, of course, from Tonopandi Library, from the Workers' Gallery in Anisea, from the Rhonda Heritage Park in Trehavod and from Green Valley Fruit and Veg Shop in Triorchy. I'm John Geraint. John on the Rhonda. Buying in a car on a pandy Smashed up like a bottle of Coke Driving on a bottle of brandy Someone's idea of a joke Just made the bend by the plaza Can't see the shade on the lights Feeling like Samson in Gaza On a ton of panty ton up tonight Ton of panty ton up Gonna take a run up New road faster than light 
Donna Penny, turn up My angel, see the sun up Before I get to bed tonight Everybody's wanting the answers Written down and sealed in defense Everybody's watching the dancers Who's gonna get up and dance Everybody grabs what's progressive Everybody digs what's their own Maybe we're just too possessive To turn the whole world upside down Tana Penny Tana up, gonna take a run up New road faster than light Tana Penny Tana up, my angels see the sun up Before I get to bed tonight